hey, what's up? This is Steve from Taproot, and I would like to say f- the Blackhawks now, so go St. Louis Blues. Woo! <laughs> Love it! You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we are scratching the itch to invite a band into a pretty exclusive club. And that is the the very rare, you were on our show twice in the same calendar year club. (laughs) We got to speak with Steven and Phil from Taproot. And I believe that makes them only the second after Eva to to appear twice in a year they won this year's march bandness contest via fan vote and so we spoke with them in the spring and then we had to talk with them again about the run of shows that they've had since the release of their new album scissors well and the other thing is it's a huge honor to us to have somebody on the show multiple times uh because that means that we really really like you obviously who that <laughs> and that they apparently like us enough to come back so <laughs> exactly yes this is a very good point very valuable yeah. and you know, I might have said this before. I probably did. But if you would have told high school me that I was uh, on a first name basis with Taproot, I wouldn't have believed myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yeah, that's that's the one cool thing is that the fact that Phil actually listens to some of our episodes. He did his homework for the interview. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 fun when when artists kind of put us on the spot and they're like, yeah, I was listening to a show and enjoying the the tale about the trip to Michigan. And, and so, like that took me back when he said that right as soon as he, he joined the Zoom room. But yeah, it's, it's, so it was like, whoa, you listen to our show. Oh, OK. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. That means a lot. <laughs> I wonder if I were in a band, if I would try to listen to like any time like podcasts like talk i'd probably have like an alert set up on my phone and be like does somebody talk about me <laughs> i, I want to hear it it probably drive me nuts pretty quick but we had positive things to say so that was definitely for the better yeah yeah i, I think that's hopefully based on our reputation that would be a good thing because we we don't tend to say negative things like there's a time and place for that and it's it's not on our show so if you're being talked about then it's typically in a good light 99 percent of the time yeah yeah, and, and you can go back and listen to episode 186 where we covered the show that we went to see that featured Taproot, Eve Under Fire, and Heartsick, as well as our previous interview with Taproot. This was just a fun conversation, too. I don't know if everybody was just more relaxed because we knew each other. We had that, that rapport built this time around, but uh, it, it was just fun, real easygoing, and, and another one of these conversations that I wish we had more time. Yes. Yes. You know... We missed Taylor this time, and Jared still remains uh, elusive. We will get him one day. <laughs> but but it was still great just to have Steven and Phil. They play off each other very well. They seem, they're very different people, but they've known each other for so long that, that it, it's, it's always entertaining when they're together. And we got some real fun, I don't think juicy is the word I'm going to use, but definitely fun tidbits about their experience making the album and, and some of the guest appearances and whatnot on it. Yeah, it's always it's always fun when we get some some inside scoops or tidbits, as you, as you said, that not a lot of people know about, including some about your favorite non-point singer. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so if you haven't heard Scissors yet, the new Taproot album, we recommend it. We also didn't really get to talk about this, but I, I do recommend checking out the video for favorite song. 
that they filmed in the home of Buffalo Bill from The Silence of the Lambs, which, I, again, I wish we could have asked. That had to be a Steven thing. It just <laughs> <laughs> it seems very much like it. Apparently, it was a, another Airbnb type situation. You can li- you can rent that place. According to what I believe uh, Phil said. That's horrifying. I want to rent the Boy Meets World home. I don't want to rent no Silence of the Lambs home. Come on now. <laughs> Nonetheless, quality song, quality video, quality album. We had we we quite enjoyed it ourselves. And uh, we we like these guys and we're rooting for them to to keep being successful with this stuff and maybe even, you know, spread a little further out from uh, their home region next year. They can come to us. That would be cool. We went to them. Now they can come to us. Yeah, I, I would love them to get, you know, go on a, a big tour, like you said, or just to get uh, attached to another uh, big tour would be awesome as well. Yeah, but festivals are cool, too. If you, if you get a chance, I know that they're going to be at a couple festivals as, as well in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yep. So without any further ado, here's our conversation with Stephen and Phil of Taproot. Because I don't even know the lyrics of my favorite We're here with Phil and Steven of Taproot. We had the pleasure of seeing you guys at the third show at the Machine Shop on October 1st, the third show of three that weekend. I'm just kind of curious, you know, what was it like to play all these shows after a long hiatus? Uh, Let's see. A lot of fun for one, but just also a lot of, especially Machine Shop shows, those first early ones, trying to get the songs back in where they're smooth and you don't have to think about them and all that stuff uh, was a little bit of work. We had a few songs that didn't go as smoothly as some other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's for a good reason. I mean, when you're playing three nights in a row at the same spot, especially at home, and you want to try to please a lot of people, like, we didn't rehearse much. We have, you know, Taylor. He's an amazing guitarist, but how the hell would he know, you know, like 23 songs rather than just, like, playing a 15 or 16 song set? So all of us were kind of like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> after the show i was talking with taylor for a minute and he was like man three days of this he's like my hand is stretched to the limit of what it can yeah. possibly do he goes <laughs> he goes i've done this for three days in a row and steven writes really crazy guitar parts <laughs> so <laughs> you wore that man out <laughs> i've actually heard that too which i find kind of crazy because i know like when it comes to writing guitar riffs which a lot i do i write them like a drummer because i'm a drummer art so i tend to have different rhythms and stuff and then i want to hear different stuff and i also tune my guitar in a very specific way which i don't think anyone tunes the way i do it's drop tuning which a lot of people do but then i have two strings that are different than everyone else (laughs) interesting there's a lot of reaching and then a lot of open strings that shouldn't be there but sound good nice we just missed Elias the night before perform favorite song, but Alfonso, he absolutely killed it the night that we were there. And we also got to see your first live performance of Love Without You with Audrey Ray. So I just wanted to ask you, what was that like having them perform those songs with you live? For me, it was dope. Uh, having Elias obviously being the one, you know, that was in contact, like, hey, do you want to do something or can you kill it? Which he did. Like he 
he only took one take on everything. And then I told him like, can you change like two words on everything that he wrote? But the best part, I haven't said this in any interview yet is the best part of favorite song, not knowing the lyrics to the song is most people don't realize that every time I seem to sing along is what I wrote and I sing, but I don't think he picked up on that necessarily on his own take. So every time you hear the chorus and he's singing the harmony, he's singing every time I sing to sing along, but I say every time I seem to sing along. So technically, yeah. technically throughout the whole song, the lyrics are literally incorrect. <laughs> that is like one of the best happy accidents right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It makes the song make even more sense by mistake. Yeah. No, Elias and I just had a kid. <laughs> nice. There you go. <laughs> Do you know it, when he performed that live with you guys on Saturday night? Did he sing the lyrics wrong then, or or was that when we guys found out that it was that you guys were off? He sang his shit perfectly. There was just one word that didn't match, probably the whole time. <laughs> nice, nice. And Audrey was great too. I mean, she, you know, we, I I'd never actually met her in person, um, but having her come out, she she was really cool to talk to, and we sound checked it, and it's. Um, I honestly, I mean, you know, doesn't really matter at this point, but the sound check I thought was a little bit better than the, the live performance mm. as far as how, how it came off. So <laughs> it happens, you know, just different. Yeah. You know, with the, all the stuff going on, it just, yeah, the sound check was awesome though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was still cool though. I mean, obviously that's a first, I mean, we don't, I mean, we had Elias at Madison and then at the machine shop on Friday. But then Sunday was the special one with Audrey, who we never played with. I've heard her stuff and worked with her at the studio with Tim, who's, you know, her producer and, you know, the one trying to get her career on track. But um, it was really cool. Just it was very different. Like, you know, we'd right. only ever worked with one female artist and it, it, we've never performed together. Like the, the, the song that you hear on the record of her voice was literally Tim just bringing her in going like, Hey, I wasn't there. He brought her in just trying to figure out notes and things to do. And then I just put my shit was scratch vocals too, but I mixed and match her shit. That was just like Tim going, try this, try this, try this. I just put them together. And like, it wasn't like we were in the studio going like, ah, right. Together. <laughs> It was totally built, but worked out. I mean, she's got an amazing voice. She's talented and she plays guitar. Not on my song. I wish I didn't. I couldn't feel my fucking hand, but that's edited to holy shit too. Yeah. Well, and it's just so awesome to kind of go outside your comfort zone with kind of that style with that song and having a, a female feature is always an interesting dynamic with, with a male vocalist and a female vocalist. So yeah, good work. Well, thank you. That's the crazy thing, though. Phil probably knows how long ago I wrote that song. Right. Yeah, well, 2007? Yep. Oh, 2007. Wow. Okay. Nice. So that's actually, because you've put out another album since then, before this one. Several. Several. Yeah. Several, three, yeah. Three yeah. albums. Yeah, since then. Three albums since 2007. And, and this one just, it took until now to get, I guess, how you wanted it. Is that kind of what you're saying? No. No, no. <laughs> no, it got shot down uh, during our long road home. It was already written before our long road home. 
so it kind of got shot down because it was a little too personal which i understand like yeah. that's not a problem but this record to me was very personal before phil punched me in the face and made it <laughs> what it should be <laughs> but no, no i mean it's what it was i didn't change anything like it, hmm. i even trademarked the chorus because i still do want to make a hallmark card out of i've never known perfection but i've seen its reflection and then you flip it open and then there's like <laughs> one of those shitty glossy mirrors mirrors yeah it reminds me of you like oh don't air that part i still, <laughs> that's I still it haven't that's done the it. card yet <laughs> i did one mock i did one mock but the fake mirror you know like yeah slightly glossy terrible thing it made me look like i look and i was like nope <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I don't think I've heard. I think this is the first interview where a lyricist was like, I've actually written something that would be a perfect Hallmark card. It's Guarantee true. it. Just don't tell them because they don't take submissions, supposedly. You know, <laughs> you, have, you have to work for them. But <laughs> It's just going to be a side hustle on your on your website. Put it on your in your merch. I, I probably will. <laughs> there you go. You there you go. Like, Taproot holiday cards. Yeah, Taproot uh, brand, uh, Valentine's Day card, whatever. <laughs> well, no, exactly. But I, I like... To me, I can't imagine if a girl actually, or a guy, a girl, yeah. <laughs> got a card saying, I've never known perfection, but I've seen its reflection. You open it up and there's your face on a mirror that says, it reminds me of you. Like, you're almost perfect. <laughs> uh, almost. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll see. Definitely going to win some brownie points with that. Yeah, well, yeah, you guys do it and give me 70%. There you go. <laughs> there we, there sure. we go. Business sure. deal struck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One question we, we had for you guys was how was it touring with the various lineups that you had? We had Eve Under Fire and Heartsick and Trawl and and then eventually uh Eve Under Fire's replacement, Lydia's Castle, which we were connected to all four of those groups. You took out a lot of bands that we've yeah, that we've interacted with yeah. that we've had on the show before. That's awesome. I don't know that. If you need more suggestions, we have some. No, yeah, <laughs> we can do that too. Yeah, we got you. No, it's great. All, all the all the bands have been fantastic on the on this on these shows, man. It's it's just been nice to. I mean, it's hard to call it a tour because we're not touring with them yeah. per se, right? It's like a couple shows go home, couple shows go home. So we didn't get that like, you know, when you tour with yeah. somebody, you really get to know them and spend you know days upon days upon days, you know, just yeah. really seeing their show and seeing them and getting to know each other so it wasn't quite that like it usually is but still i mean i've known the hearts of guys for a long time so it was you know great to be out with them and you know alfonso's an old buddy of mine um you know really? Fire, they're, they're new yeah yeah that's <laughs> awesome i wondered why you guys were like planning on doing that <laughs> that's fucking cool no he's a fucking, by the way he's the one that comes out when they play with us he comes out and kills it on elias's part yes like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Every time. that's so cool. That's what we saw. It was he yeah, it was, great. Yeah, it was great. So I'm not trying to cut Phil off, but I didn't know that you guys were old buddy. You know, I mean, from back in the no life days, me and Alfonso, we, we always talked jujitsu and UFC and all that kind of stuff, man. So yeah, I've known him for God, 15 plus years. Right on. Last we talked, Phil, you had said you guys were probably about 15 years off from deciding to do like a full on tour again. So I'm just kind of curious, like if, if the right opportunity ever presents itself, like let's say a seven dust or a nothing more or something comes at you and was like, hey, you want to go on tour together? 
you know, would, would you guys still turn that off or turn that turn that down? Yeah, apparently, well, so. I mean, because the thing is, the the tour would have to be big enough and pay us enough that I could quit my job, right? Because uh, I yeah. can't just that go out. And- That's not fair to say, Phil. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen has adamantly rejected this idea. <laughs> No, I, I quit my job for the weekend show. So I'm yeah, he's already quit his job. You said that when we spoke. Yeah, when we spoke in, in the spring, you mentioned that. You're like, I'm probably going to have to quit my job for these shows. And I was going to follow up on that. Now we know. Yeah. Well, Steve didn't accrue as much PTO as I did. <laughs> <laughs> I had enough. I just, I, uh, I couldn't. They, they fucked me over. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Timing wise and dates, they were like, "No, you can't do that." I'm like, no, "Okay, bye. I'll try, to come, I'll try to come back in the summer of January." Huh? That's when the ego needs to come back and be like, "Do you know who the fuck I am?" Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Scissors was released back in September. It's an absolutely great album. Uh, I just wanted to kind of know what was it like playing the new material after you know having new material to play after all these years, and how would you describe the fan feedback to the new songs? So for me, it's different because. Uh... You know, I didn't write any of the parts. I you know, I didn't play any of the parts until live, pretty much, other than rehearsing at home. So um, some of the songs grew on me from learning them. Like, We Control Our Destiny. For some reason, I didn't love it right away. I don't know what. Um, but le- now it's, like, my favorite song to play. Like, I love it. It's, it's so much fun. Even though it's pretty, like Steve always said, it's a simple song. But still, it's just when I come in, the moments I come in, it's just so much fun. Which um, ones? We, we Control Our Destiny. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's simple, but it's so fun just because uh, it is fun. The fact that I'm not playing like almost half the song, right? Pretty <laughs> <laughs> like pretty simple parts, right? For for most of it. And just like, I don't know, I think it's just so fun just to kind of come in and come in and out of a song like that is, is interesting to me. Well, that's the cool thing, too, is I don't, I don't think Phil's there yet. He's more than welcome. Hey, to play. He does anyway, because Phil is very not natural. He obviously picked up the bass at some point and learned how to do it, but he's very gifted at kind of making it his own sound. So when I'm playing on stage, I'm worried about how many fucking lyrics I'm going to screw up, which happens every fucking night. But I guarantee that Phil plays it his own way. It doesn't sound like my dumb ass with a broken arm trying to play bass. Like he, he probably makes it sound great, and I think that's a great song to play. So th- it's fun for me, for sure. And the crowd reaction is getting better because I think the longer it's been out, the more people know the songs and stuff. Well, actually, no, it's the more we play, the better we are <laughs> to, yeah. Convince, yeah. to convince the crowd. Yeah. But no, it's, it's great. I mean, that's what we're promoting at the moment obviously playing shows is awesome seeing the fans and friends that we've known for a long time is dope trying to force new shit down their face (laughs) is even better (laughs) yeah you're gonna love this yes i will note after you know we this is my first time seeing you guys live and it was it was a great show all around but like steven you really did it's i was like i think i said this in our recap of that show i was like he seems like he's in his element out here like you're out there going out starting the pit in the crowd you are grabbing people's cell phones and and singing to them and like you know those are cool little memories that those people will have from that show forever and and all these little things that you're doing to add you know you know nuance and fun to the performance beyond just making sure you hit the notes and so I think there was a lot of really cool intangibles going on there that, that you know, boost the level of you guys' performance. 
Yeah. Well, that's like the oxymoron to me. It's because I know I love doing that bullshit. And I'm sure Phil at some point found it awkward, but he's used to it. I don't know. (laughs) But I mean, like, I waste so much time, not on stage, but trying to have fun. And I think the fans like it, but I feel bad for the guys that just leave. There was one time (laughs) I took a ski lift up thinking I could, like, just come right back down. It took me, like, a half hour. I think Mike burn his fucking jacket. And like, I don't yeah. know what you guys were jamming fucking like day by day for fun for a half hour. <laughs> I think it was comeback. If I remember right. It was comeback. Yeah, I think that was the song you left on. Yeah. What the fuck do you guys do for comebacks? Keep it that long. No, I, I feel bad about shit like that. It makes for a show. It does, but I'm not trying to make that about me whatsoever. Again, like I promise I do not have whatsoever an ego. And I think I just said whatsoever twice in about five <laughs> words. <laughs> um, I know the crowd enjoys it for the most part. And I don't like leaving the guys up there. And I'm not trying to make it all about me. No, it's it's great, and uh, I think you guys talked about in the podcast about you know everybody coming up um, on stage at some of the shows we've been doing for Poem. Uh, the yeah. Machine Shop, they expressly told us no, the stage won't handle it. Yeah, um, so that's I why believe that it. There, I, yeah, I believe it. It can too. barely fit the bands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it has been fun, man. It, it's been it's been interesting. We've kind of found our way of making it work. Like I actually get because I'm I, I I still use a cord. I prefer a cord over a wireless. So I actually get up on the drum riser now. Whereas before people would be, you know, I like being in there with the crowd and just, you know, rocking out with them and having my fun, but people were stepping my, on my cord too much. So I just go up next to Jared now. And <laughs> <Sorry. yeah. laughs> I, that, that was my question was going to be, has anything ever like gone sour by doing that? It's always a little bit of a risk when you invite the, the strangers up here to, to hang out on stage and stuff. But if the worst well, thing that's happened is getting your cord pulled out from your base, well, the, then the, the last show we played, the guy, like Steve gives the guy the mic. The guy's got the whole intro to poem to get ready for the song. And it's like, he didn't realize he was going to have to sing the words or something because he just comes up and he just starts like making noise. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? What is going on here? And then no one else wants the mic after that. And then eventually, by the time the chorus comes around, Steve has to take it. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh my goodness. And then the next guy that got it starts singing the chorus like a line early. Oh, it's like, come on, guys. Well, the the people that took the mic when we saw you guys killed it. So yeah, so, most of the time it, it goes great. I mean, the guy might not sing well or something, but they actually have the timing down. They'll have the words, or at least pretty close. You know, they might do the first verse again when it's on the second verse. Yeah, you know. But for the most part, they've been good. But that last show, they were they, it was it was probably our worst. Got to start yeah. giving them the mic during favorite song now, so that they just like do the lolly lolly daughter whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check out the lyrics here and it, it won't matter. It plays in the right. tune, you know. Exactly. That's the whole point. And, but that's, that's, the, that's the weird part is like sometimes when you give the mic to anyone, they just assume because, I mean, we're not the heavy, heavy metal much anymore. Not that we were heavy metal. We were heavy. But you just give a guy a mic occasionally and they're just like, there's words there you don't just scream you don't just scream uh that that reminds me of like you ever hear i don't know if this ever comes to you steve where someone goes dude you guys got to cover whatever song right like i would i would love to hear you guys cover it'd be all like i'm like 
what do you mean? What do you like? Right. Right. Not know our band? Like we sing most of the time, right? right. Like, not just yeah. screaming the entire time, but that's what their interpretation of it is. It's because we have the heavy parts that we're just going to scream the whole song. You know, no. you're looking for Alfonso. He's over there. He's the guy. Right. Right the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So to touch base on the album one more time, Scissors is already going strong with three singles. You have Victim I Play, No One Else to Blame, and the most recent single is a favorite song featuring Elias Soriano of Nonpoints. So I'm just kind of curious, are fans going to get a Christmas present in the form of a fourth single? Um, so the first two are I won't I won't call them singles, right? Favorite song is the only single per se. The other ones are just sort of like teasers or you know warm up songs or whatever you want to call it, right? Okay. Uh, favorite song is the only one with the video, the only one or a real video and all that stuff. Um, but given the timing of everything, I I can't expect I I really don't see anything happening before Christmas. I got. So I could be wrong, or do we? I don't know. You tell me, Steve. <laughs> uh, the last show in Wyandotte, we have to play. Hey. Yeah, so we'll have That'll the bonus track as our, as our next single. <laughs> no, it's not, no, it's not. A, no, we're just adding one more to live. I'll probably cut two so we don't have to play as long. But right, right. <laughs> add one, cut two. <laughs> right. And a random question: the OCD in me wants to know why are there backslashes in the titles of the songs uh, in the album <laughs> instead of eyes? <laughs> well, back to the non-egotistical shit. But <laughs> technically, that's all about me. You're the man with the answers. But not really, no. It, it's a backslash <laughs> because it's where the eyes go. It just looks it looks cool. There you go. I'll take Fair that enough. answer. It was the thematic style choice. It works. Yeah. <laughs> you made reference earlier about the District 142 show. That's the last show that you have left for the year. Uh, Aaron and I have, have been there last couple months, but uh, that's another story for another episode. <laughs> we know you're scheduled to play a couple big festivals next year. But without asking for details that you're ready to reveal beyond those, are you going to venture out a bit more in 2024? Yep. we're uh, So right now we're lining up as many, maybe not as many, but we're lining up festivals just like the ones you guys have talked about or that we, we already announced. And then we have more to announce, but they're not announced yet. So we've got a few more coming. I'm hoping to get a few more. And then from there, we can kind of see what our routing could be for actual, like maybe some headliners or some, you know, some spots like that. But until we get everything in place, I don't want to, you know, get too too far ahead of ourselves. But we'll probably start working on that within the next few weeks and just really line some stuff up. Um, but yeah, we have Welcome to Rockville, uh, Sick New World, and I think mm-hmm. Throw Down the Campground are the ones that are announced so far. Nice. Yes. Yeah. But keep her out for more. And by the way, till like three days ago, I only knew about two of them <laughs> never once said okay or heard of what they are or who they are but let's keep adding them i'm in i'm down let's fucking <laughs> yeah. do this i'm in i think new world's gonna be a lot of fun it's an incredible lineup and there's you know las vegas it's it's las vegas so yeah wrong. Well, we also got to go down <laughs> at the campground in uh in soperton georgia which is just like southeast i think of atlanta and uh Nopport's gonna be there if i remember right right so probably do that collaboration again of that show which will be fun yep absolutely i still want to see if because non-points playing machine shop in december i still want to see if they play favorite song and let me guest there you go <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fun i i would love to hear that the the that a weird inverted cover situation right. sort of like yeah <laughs> but you do elias's part that's the question <laughs> he does yours 
that might be the coolest part, but I fucking hope not. I actually, <laughs> Bill can probably at, at a couple shows. That's awesome. I think it's great. When we don't have Elias playing live, uh, you know, fucking. Or anyone else. Well, no, but we'd have openers or, you know, fucking Alfonso, Alfie come yeah. out and kill it. But usually it would just kind of be me doing the lower harmony and then just trying to make the crowd laugh and ignore what was going on. But the last show, I went for the high one because it's the last show. I don't care if I waste my voice. I'm going home and not singing for a while. So I went for it and it was really fun as hell. Like I enjoyed it and I think it sounded mildly decent. And I love I love when you do the Elias voice. <laughs> right. <laughs> what about the time you lose? <laughs> Whatever. Lose. Nice. So good. Thank you guys so much for joining us again tonight. We've been looking forward to catching up on the story. You guys kind of started with March Madness, and then that triggered a whole bunch of Michigan in our year, and now you get to kind of close it out. A lot of Michigan music oh, yeah. happening for the itch in 2023, and so we're glad for you guys to be a part yeah. of it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, dude, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Likewise. Phil, thanks for the invite. Like, I love this shit, so thank you. Yeah, man. You guys have a good one, too, and take care of all the uh, she said that jokes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dan, you want to take us home? <laughs> yeah, so thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm KC. And I'm Aaron. I'm Steve. And I'm Phil. And until next time, there's no answers, only questions sake. Tis the season, no one else to blame. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. Alexa, play Taproot.